My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 8th of December. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. Indonesia's parliament has banned sex outside marriage with a punishment of up to one year in jail. We're going to look at what has led to this decision and what implications it will have, both for locals and for tourists. But first, Zara, what's making headlines this morning? Uber has been fined $21 million by the Australian Federal Court for misleading customers and making false claims on its app. Court proceedings were lodged against the company in April, at which point Uber had already accepted that they'd breached Australian consumer law. A spike in COVID cases in Victoria has caused stage three emergency measures to be activated in hospitals across the state. Ambulance Victoria declared a code red on the weekend, while the Royal Children's Hospital has asked patients to avoid visiting the emergency room if possible. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken has said the US would stand with Australia against pressure tactics from China and that the US and its allies are more effective when working together. This came after Australian Defence Minister Richard Miles and Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong met the US Secretary of State in Washington this week. And today's good news, some amateur fossil hunters in outback Queensland have made a landmark discovery. The group calls themselves the Rock Chicks. They've walked hundreds of kilometres searching for ancient remains, and this year they hit the jackpot. An 100-million-year-old long-necked marine reptile called a plesiosaur, which could hold the key to unlocking the mystery of these ancient beasts. I spoke to Rock Chick Cassandra Prince, who made the discovery. I had a really strong feeling that I had to redig this site and we did and that's when we came across the head and the neck. Okay, so you found a 100 million year old marine reptile. How does that make you feel? Oh, well, surreal, unreal, like really? <laughs> All right, a new controversial change to Indonesia's criminal code has prohibited sex outside of marriage and unmarried couples from living together. It's all part of a new suite of changes to the criminal code that will have real implications for locals, but also for tourists heading off to Indonesia. Okay, so can you just start with what these new laws actually are? It's pretty sensational talking about this in 2022. Yeah, it's it's an interesting piece of legislation. The ban on sex outside marriage is just one of many new laws being introduced to Indonesia's criminal code. It'll also prohibit insulting the president or state institutions, the promotion of contraception, and staging protests without notifying authorities. It also expands laws related to religious blasphemy. Talking about this legislation detached from its context is almost impossible. So can you just tell me what I need to know about Indonesia? Well, Indonesia's population is predominantly Muslim. While most people practice a moderate form of Islam, in recent years the country has seen a rise in religious conservatism. Democracy in Indonesia has also been on decline over the last decade, with one contributing factor to this being that President Joko Widodo has integrated more centrist Islamist figures and ideas into his government. Now, according to BTI, which is a database that tracks the success of democracy around the world, this has contributed to the undermining of liberal freedoms in Indonesia. 
At the same time as all of this, there is less space to be critical of the government with dissent increasingly limited. So if this change has been happening over time, what's actually triggered these reforms now? I mean, it passed earlier this week. Why now? Well, there actually has been multiple attempts in the past to change Indonesia's criminal code. The previous criminal code dated all the way back to Indonesia's Dutch colonial period, which ended in the mid-20th century. So it's been a long time since it's been reformed. Today, the Indonesian official in charge of revising the code is quoted as saying, this old code belongs to Dutch heritage and is no longer relevant now. The Indonesian parliament had previously proposed introducing prison sentences for sex and cohabitation, meaning living with someone, outside of marriage in 2019, but this was delayed after nationwide protests were staged in response to the legislation. There were scenes of thousands gathered in the streets and in some cases there were violent clashes with police. But this time, the bill passed with support across the political spectrum. Okay, so let's take it out of the parliament and into the real world. What sort of impact are we expecting this legislation to actually have on people? It's a bit early for us to know exactly how these laws will be used, but we do have a sense of what some of the maximum charges are going to be. Both sex before marriage and adultery will be punishable by up to a year in prison or a fine. A charge of insulting a sitting president could carry a term as long as three years, and living with someone you aren't married to could be punishable by six months in prison and could result in a ban on you living together. There are some checks and balances in terms of who can report these crimes, however. For example, only the president can report insults to the president. And accusations relating to personal relationships, so the premarital sex and the cohabitation laws we've discussed earlier, can only be reported by close relatives of the couple. So obviously this legislation is going to have quite an impact on the community, but I was also receiving messages yesterday when we put up this post about the effect that it will have on the LGBTQ community within Indonesia. And that's a very valid concern. Indonesian lawmakers had actually considered making gay sex fully illegal in this change to the criminal code, but this was eventually removed from the legislation. But as gay marriage isn't allowed in the country, these new laws have some concerning ramifications for same-sex couples that currently live there, especially for couples whose families aren't supportive of them. Activists have reasonably expressed concern about this, saying the laws leave some same-sex couples open to prosecution. That's really serious possible implications then. If we turn our minds to tourists who might be entering Indonesia, you know, a lot of Australian tourists travel to Bali, for example, what happens in that situation? I've seen some headlines floating around the news this week, like the Bali bonk ban. And I think it is fair enough that Aussies want to know how these laws are going to affect them and their holiday. The bottom line here is that the law does apply to tourists as well, but there are those caveats on who can report these crimes. In the case of sex outside marriage, it's only really a husband, wife, parents or children who can report you to police. So if you're travelling with your Aussie partner in Indonesia, there isn't really a risk of anyone reporting you. It's a different story if you have sex with a local, though. A member of that person's immediate family would be able to report you and that could attract police attention. There's been some criticism from within Indonesia that this could have a negative impact on investment and tourism. Now, you've got to remember that in 2019, before we had COVID in our lives and travel looked a lot different, tourism accounted for 4.97% of the country's GDP, and the country is still recovering from the hit it took during COVID. 
In terms of Australia's contribution, Australian tourists can contribute up to a billion dollars every year to the Indonesian economy. So it really matters how Australians will respond to these new laws for the economy moving forward. In light of all of that, the economic impact, the very human impact it could have, how long are we expecting before these laws actually come into effect? Well, the bill still needs to be signed by Indonesian President Joko Widodo before it becomes law, but that's seen as a done deal. He's going to do that. But the law is likely to be implemented gradually and could take about three years before it's fully in force. However, the new changes could still be challenged in the courts in the meantime. Thank you so much for joining us on The Daily Oz today. If you learnt something from this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, happy Thursday.